Today's episode is sponsored and engineered by Daniel Adama Productions. Daniel Adama is available for anything music production, audio recording, video production, band group picks, live concert picks. He's got a PA available for doing small shows. He's got in-ear monitoring systems and everything you need for a great production. He designed my podcast setup and I love it. And he could build you a podcast system too. Daniel Adama takes enormous pride in his work and he's got a passion for great music production. Contact Daniel and get your video made, get your band pictures done, and take your stage production to the next level. Message Daniel Adama on Facebook Messenger or message him on Instagram at Daniel78336. Don't wait, it's time to create. Contact Daniel Adama Productions today and tell him that Tony Gomez sent you. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Hope you've been doing good. It's Monday, December 12th, and Christmas is less than two weeks away. And this year will be the third annual Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular, my favorite production of the year. The Harbor City All-Stars return with 13 Christmas classics like Deck the Halls, Run Run Rudolph, White Christmas, Silver Bells, Let It Snow, Frosty the Snowman, and much more. And also, Headbangers Pit return again this year with a huge set of your metal favorites. So make your plans to join us Friday, December 23rd at the House of Rock. Bring your canned food donations, and it's only a $5 suggested donation going to benefit the Corpus Christi Food Bank. Our goal this year is $1,000 in cash donations, and we want to donate more than 400 pounds of canned and dried goods for the Corpus Christi Food Bank. So please come out, join us for an evening of family Christmas fun to help out our food bank. Today on the show, I have the pleasure of interviewing Daniel Benavidez, new guitar player for the Death Metal Masters, Vile, formed out of California back in 1996, and now they're coming out of Austin, Texas. Daniel's also had eight years with his band called Fall here out of Corpus Christi, so which that band also includes Jesse Santos of Oceans of Slumber and Shattered Sun. Fall released their album, The Insatiable Weakness, and that was in 2016. And then they released their EP entitled, The Dreamer of Tragedy, and that was in 2018. Their latest release got dropped in 2020, and that latest release is called Tears in Rain. It is a heavy track with amazing vocals. I gotta let you hear it. So here it is, Daniel Benavides and Fall with the track, Tears in Rain. Collapsing all my memories 
Oh, that was a badass song. I love it. Daniel also played in the band Dark Energy, and his first band was Demised. He's played with the Corpus Christi Symphony Orchestra at the American Bank Center, and he's played numerous times at the Harbor Playhouse. He's got a good career of family and the drive and determination to change the world. I had a great conversation with Daniel that lasted like nearly over three hours. So here's the first of the two episodes of my interview with Daniel Benavides, guitarist for Vile. Fired up. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show today. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Daniel Benavides, new guitar player for the band out of California and now founded, uh, excuse me, now coming out of Austin, Texas. The one and only Vile, Death Metal Legends Vile. Daniel, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm really looking forward to talking and having a great conversation. Really, thanks a lot, man. Oh, it's so awesome, man. I've been looking forward for for us getting together for a, for a while now since we hooked up our you know this this meeting. And uh, me and you go back, man. I followed yeah. you for a long time, and right. and I've really admired you as a guitar player. Oh, thanks, and there's man. been a couple of occasions where I've even you know asked you to to jam with me, man, because yeah. I know your skill, dude. <laughs> right. I know your talent. Yeah. I know there's nothing that that is out of your range. It's it's uh, it's always awesome to see you play, and I see the passion and and the love you have for your craft. And um, I appreciate you, that, man. And likewise, you know, I've seen you play a few thanks. times, and then I, I, we played together all, I, yeah, uh, as right. well. So that's really cool, man. It's it's uh, it's great to see how, how you just uh, keep driving and keep grinding, man. I love that fucking that that uh, that work ethic, man. It, it, it takes you far, man, and and it, it's 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 only been such a a, a payoff right now. You know, you getting the gig with Vile kind of shows your uh, determination, your hard work. And, uh, man, it must feel like you're on top of the world, right? Hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate that, man, because, you know, I've, I've worked hard. You know, guitar is, is hard, man. It like, is. It's that not, kind of shredding, man, it, takes yeah, yeah. Oh, a tremendous and, amount you know, of work. And, and I'm still not where I want to be, you know? So I think just <laughs> having that mindset, too. Like, yeah. you can always push the envelope. You can always get better. Like, I'm never satisfied, you know? Even when I listen to my takes, sometimes I'm like, nah, I can do better. So I feel like just having that mindset... Just kind of pushing forward has yeah. kind of been the drive to keep me going, to keep me motivated. But like I you said, it. yeah, it, it takes a lot of work, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So, uh, so thanks. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I appreciate. It. You know, I've been um, doing this thing we call metal since I was um, basically I started my punk band and I was uh, back in '86. Okay. But I kind of see that you know in many punk bands as they get better at their instruments, they turn into metal bands. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of where I went as a player as well. That's and, awesome, man, that you mentioned punk, because that's how I started, too. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. All right. What was your first punk band? We were called Aggravated Assault, and okay. I played drums. I oh. originally started on drums. And uh, I, I ended up going to vocals because uh, one thing led to another, and uh, I went from Aggravated Assault to Fractured Minority, and Fractured Minority was more like a New York hardcore style, yeah. uh, agnostic front, sick of it right. all kind of band. Yeah, and yeah. we did those covers as well for okay. those bands. But my singer got arrested for stealing a car, oh, and no. I wrote the lyrics, and I didn't Hopefully want to stop jamming. Hopefully it wasn't your car. No, nah, it was somebody <laughs> yeah. else. I didn't even know. It, yeah. it was weird, because we didn't hear from him for about a month, and because oh. we didn't have cell phones back then. We're talking about um, 88, mm-hmm. maybe around 89, well, around 87, 88. So he's and gone. He he's gone, man. We heard from another friend. He said, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, you haven't seen Arthur because he got fucking locked up, man. Uh, he stole a car. I was like, oh, shit. Damn. All right. Well, during that time, around three weeks into it, I just decided to buy a fucking headset mic and start 
singing along. Oh, and so you're thing, playing drums and singing. And singing. How are yeah. you doing that, man? Oh, dude, I wanted it. Were you like dropping sticks and like I how put are a headset you? mic on yeah. and, and, and playing that that fast, man? It took a lot of work and it took a lot of practice. Wow! But uh, I wrote the lyrics, so I already kind of knew how everything went. Yeah. Me being the drummer, I already had that kind of uh, that vocal and, and drummer kind of syncopation already going on in my head. So uh, we did it, man. We did that wow. for about a year, and it was fucking awesome. But my guitar player left to join a band called Malignancy, who was the first death metal band here in town that had like okay. Tito Galindo on drums. We had uh, Chris Gomez on guitar, Mike Leal on bass. And um, I know Mike, dude. Shout you out to Mike. Mike. Yeah, oh, yeah. shout out to Mike, Badass. dude. He's my, my ace on bass, dude, yeah. over for the Harbor dude, City awesome. All Stars. He does, he's doing the whole, the whole set. He can just show up and play anything. Dude, he, yeah. he is. He's yeah. that kind of guy, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he did a, f- a few fill-in gigs with us when we, with Dark Whoa. Energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He would just show up and, what were we playing? Judas Priest, uh, Breaking Law? Got it. Like, Got it. We just like tell him the song and he just know it. What a pro. Yeah, I love like that. Like a jukebox on bass. You know? For real. <laughs> right. Like that. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, my guitar player, Chris, left to join Malignancy, but they didn't have a singer. So he said, dude, you're already starting to sing. Why don't you try singing? So okay. I auditioned with uh, Infected from, uh, from Obituaries, Cause of Death. Okay. So I was coming in with the John Tardy kind of style vocals, and uh, that just got me started, man. And yeah. at that time, we had a lot of thrash bands here. We okay. had Annihilator, we had like Hypnotic State, and this was Hypnotic State kind of like right at the end when they were about to, uh, when Dave, their drummer, was already uh, playing with Devastation oh, and getting okay. ready to record Idolatry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I noticed your Devastation vinyl there, man. Oh, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I got Rodney, man. I yeah. had him sign that for me. Oh, good people, killer, man. Great. Killer, man. Best best guys and uh, I was yeah. I was even as a kid I got to go see one of the early rehearsals over at Dave Burke's house. Oh wow! And it was like seeing Metallica like mm-hmm. in, in my eyes because yeah. I wasn't in a little punk right. band. Yeah, and seeing these guys so clean yeah, and refined, yeah. already kicking ass oh, in metal, and going, oh my god, they're gonna be the next big thing. I bet that was inspiring, you know, Fuck. just to see. Very very. Yeah. Edward Vasquez was on bass. Jesse James Lopez was uh, playing drums at that time. Okay. And. Uh, fantastic dude Killer. It was, yeah it was yeah. right when they were putting out violent termination oh wow yeah so uh great Man, times are those guys like still around locally or did we're like what's going on rodney's got his own custom screen printing place in san antonio that okay that does fantastic work for mm-hmm. everybody all kinds of bands <laughs> yeah and i think he's also a, a, a tech with the band midnight so he's always on the road with those guys mm-hmm. they just got off a tour with the merciful fate Oh, so you know that right kicked ass seeing man. the king every night yeah. oh my god that's just that's just the best that's killer man. and edward i haven't seen in a while but i usually see him and his brother uh at most of the gigs i saw his brother at the dri show the other mm-hmm. night and um let's see dave is still he's drum teching for uh suffocation so oh, he's always what? on the road yeah i had no idea oh dude dave's that's down and deep dude he, he never stayed he never stayed away from the death metal scene he yeah. was a uh, tour managing, then became drug tech. Okay. And uh, I'm going to have him on the podcast pretty wow. soon. I'm going to zoom him in from California. Nice. And that's where he's living now in LA. Yeah. And uh, he's staying busy with Suffocation, and, and uh, he's got his own band coming together, an original yeah. band. And uh, I'm happy to say he messaged me just a couple of days. And we talk every day, but a few days ago, he invited me to maybe do some guest vocals for Idolatry whenever they do a Texas tour. Okay. So I'm looking forward to kicking ass. Is that his other some, band? Or? It's, okay. it's actually going to be... Um, uh, his um, tribute to, to Devastation. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they'll do mm-hmm. uh, maybe the whole CD of Idolatry. Okay. Plus some original stuff from... I'm figuring it's probably going to be his original band, mm-hmm. maybe going on the road and doing 
uh, the idolatry set too. Yeah. So God willing, it'll Dang, work out, man. dude. Because I want to sing some awesome, stuff man. with them on stage. That'd be great. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you you've stayed in contact all yeah, these years, man. man? We graduated together back from Carroll. We're alumni okay. from Carroll, yeah, right? I went to Carroll, man. Yes, yeah. bro. Uh, I graduated back in '89 with Dave. Okay. And uh, that was the last year of the Smoking Wing. Because after oh. that, it, you know, mm-hmm. smoking everything, it was a weird time because yeah. <laughs> it was very natural. And, right. you know, okay. kids just hanging out, you know, on, Teachers, on, on, kids. on the front wings, uh, yeah. on the breezeway, playing guitar over there at Carroll. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember uh, Brutal Richard, uh, uh, Hernandez from Brutal Poverty, being out there almost every morning, man, throwing down some shit off of uh, Ride the Lightning or Kill Em yeah. All. And uh, he had his band Brutal Poverty, so he'd be playing some of that. And... Uh, there was just a, a bunch of guitar players. Everybody just out there, kind of showing their shit off, and and at, at that time, uh, uh, it was just, you know, it, it was good. It was yeah. good. So eighty nine, eighty nine. You can just imagine what was going on around here. Yeah, you know, good. Just uh, metal was still thriving. Um, trying to think, what kind of hit big in eighty nine? I feel like that's a date that kind of just is on the tip of my tongue as I was going through some of the uh, the death metal background mm-hmm. bands earlier. Yeah, man, like you got like like the rise of like the Florida bands coming up, right? Like yeah. Morbid Angel, Cannibal Corpse. That Corps. whole Florida scene, yeah. dude, and out then, of Morrisound Studios. And then the New York scene, like yeah. you said, Suffocation. and Yep, out of New Jersey right, and shit, right. Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Man, now I love all that early 90s death metal, man. It was awesome, That's man. Awesome. You know, I had my band's integrity uh, jamming from 90 uh, till... 2000 Mm -hmm. so within that time we were just you know that was our thing death metal was was our expertise and we played with everybody that came around man and we were lucky to be good friends with like crucifix out of houston and imprecation crucifixion yeah uh pantheon uh shout out to aaron and humberto uh yeah from the guys down the valley in pantheon um dude we played with pyrexia back in the day when they came out with sermon of mockery dude we did uh not death metal but you ever jam hellstar Yes, of course, dude. Oh, Burning dude. Star was yeah. like one of my favorite cassettes right yeah. then, dude. Uh, running with the pack. Right. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I love that. And uh, their singer was here. Yeah. Uh, during the holiday. Uh, yeah. Doesn't the he Halloween. have that, that, that Sabbath cover band or something? Yeah. yeah. Right. They played over there uh, behind the House of Rock. Okay. Uh, when they had that uh, uh, the, the haunted house that, oh. that is located yeah, right yeah, behind right. there. Um, and they, they put on a fucking badass set. Nice, man. It was great, dude. Mm-hmm. He sounded good. I saw a lot yeah. of cool footage of that. Mm-hmm. And the guy's the voice sounds good. Right. Better than good. He sounds great. Those guitarists, man. Shredders. Oh, man. Killer. Good times yeah. back there. Good times. I love awesome. that, man, because you got... Mm-hmm. Uh, you get, you uh, you I don't know how you how you went back uh-huh. and, and got deeper into some of the older bands like, like yeah. Hellstar. Oh, right, right, right. You know, but we'll, let's see if we can get, get towards that. Yeah, sure. Let me get a little focus here and, and, mm-hmm. and find out what got you into metal. Just metal in general, yeah, right? Yeah, we're like... Man, I, I love how you brought up punk because yeah. that, that kind of like just gets me thinking. I think for me, like if I didn't get into punk, maybe I wouldn't have gotten into metal because that was like my that was gate, gateway. I think that was huh? my gateway. Mm-hmm. You know, just like hearing like fast music, just like, you know thrashy riffs man yeah with a so, lot of attitude right yep so like for me like i was in middle school and i remember i got into skateboarding yeah and um i was like a big like video game guy and man one of the games that really like stood out was was tony hawk's pro skater and the let me tell you why the reason because the soundtrack was always badass yeah I so remember like that. yeah 
I discovered all these bands, man, like Suicide Machines, Rancid, you name it, man. Like, and so I, I got into the punk guys because they were like fast, and it just, it just spoke to me, man. So yeah. I was really into like that skater punk bands like No Effects and and Pennywise, Lagwagon. Ooh, I like that. You know, yeah. and I love, it, and I still love. Them. So Pennywise, that one sticks out specifically because. Like I was mentioning, although I wasn't playing guitar yet, I was starting to develop the ear for like for just sound, and I started to like notice good tone. Yeah, and there was something about Pennywise. So if you listen to Pennywise, the guitar tone is always crushing because of Fletcher Drag, man. He, yeah, he's like he's got a killer metal sound, and so you know, like years later, I got onto the gear stuff, but like he was like using Ibanez, you know, and Mesa Boogie. So like yeah. I was already like developing that ear like of the the palm mutes and like the way he was playing i was like that is freaking sick so i like that and so i think just kind of like getting that in my brain and if i just start to kind of like think of other little you know spots in my life i remember specifically like going and skating with friends and like of course we had older friends that would like drive us around and so like in the car like they'd be just like playing, you know, music and stuff. And sure. like I remember like specifically like one, you know, moment where like and I didn't know this at the time, but I heard Iron Maiden the Trooper for the oh, first hell time. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And I was in the car and I heard the in the har- the the harmony, you know, at the beginning. And like I was just like jamming. Oh, We're yeah. like on the way to like our next skate spot. And I was like, what what is going on here? Like I, I didn't <laughs> you know, I didn't hear this in, in Pennywise, yeah. you know, right. like so like that was another layer. Like I hadn't heard guitars like that. Like I was getting into like the the, the heavy rhythms, like Pennywise, like the fast palm use, and then I heard like harmonies, like Iron Maiden. And I was like, this is this is great stuff, you know? Because you know, I my parents have always been supportive, but it's not like you know we grew up jamming like Slayer or anything. You okay. know, like, like right. right that wasn't in the background. No, no, okay. like and. Like, my parents like music, but it was always, like, more, like, you know, Colombian music and, and things like oh, that, you know? yeah. So, I had that, but but not metal, right? Okay. So, then, like, just kind of hearing that, and, and um, I think once I got into guitar, I, 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 th- I was like, I, the reason I wanted to play guitar was because I wanted to jam some, some metal, you know? Oh, okay. Um, so, first so, it was a metal, and then because of that, kind of influenced you to pick up the guitar? Yeah, yeah, I think so, and... and I, and I say a lot about skateboarding, and it's funny thinking about this because I really do think skateboarding had a lot to do with with me going down the path of, of metal yeah. and wanting to pick up the guitar because just like skating and being around friends and like hearing music in the car and stuff, yeah, and even being outside, like my neighbor next door was Maclovio Perez, the weather guy. Wow, right, right, <laughs> yeah. And so his his he had three sons, Matt, Carlos, and Lorenzo. Okay. Um, one of them, I believe, uh, played with the Cumbia Kings. Oh, really? Right, right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So he was like always jamming, like in the house, and we'd be skating outside, and I could hear it, you know. Yeah. And so like, and like he would just be playing loud, and so like I do remember as a kid, like going in and just like seeing that, like, and when you see it in person, like you were saying when you were at that rehearsal, yeah, and you saw him jam, it just sparked something in me, right? And he was like playing stuff, like he was playing a Creed. Right. Okay. He was playing uh, "Higher" by Creed. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I remember hearing that. Like the, that, those riffs are like Mark Tremonti is an awesome guitar player. Yeah, he you is. Know? So like hearing those riffs there and like seeing him in front of me, I was like, "All right, I I, I want a guitar," you know. Yeah. And so that Christmas, 
uh, asked my parents for a guitar, you know, and uh, thankful, you know, my parents, they've always been supportive. Like, you know, I was, I played a lot of sports as a kid. So like, they always like, let me try things, you know, see if he likes it, you know, see if he, he doesn't like it. So, um, how old were you when you got your first guitar? I was, I was probably like eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was skating in middle school, listening to that stuff, getting into it, got my guitar. Right. And um, I was super excited, man. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like, I just got in. Like, I would just pop up the garage and just, like, crank it. It came with, yeah. it got me the whole kit, man. Like, it came with the amp, the guitar. It was a Squire. Really nice, man. And then I would just kind of, like, try to mimic what I would hear. Of course, you know? yeah. And then I would, like, try to, yep. I, like, I had my own little songs, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, even though I didn't even know a power chord yet. Yeah. I was just like probably like have like a whole song on the first string. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, and and so from there, my dad he put me in guitar lessons. Cool. He's like, okay, let let's let's see where he's gonna go. With I was this. wondering so, if you had some background yeah, training yeah, yeah. on this that. Is, okay, this is really cool. Like how this like story just builds, right? So he put me in guitar lessons with this guy Jason Spradley. So he, he was a guy Jason out of out of Corpus. Cool. Uh huh. Yeah. And man, I learned a lot from him. Like. It started off just like with the scales, you know, like the boring G chord and stuff. But like he was a metal guy, man. And so Whoa, cool. One of the first songs that I learned, and this goes back to like me hearing Iron Maiden in the car, not knowing it was Iron Maiden. One of the first songs he showed me was Can I Play with Matt Madness by Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned that, man. And then I was like, all right, this is this is it. And then he was like always like playing in front of me. Like with yeah. the, he had like the stacks and like he would like crank them oh. and I'd be like, yeah, man, you're a god guitar guy. Right. He's a great player, still is to this day. What he band re- did he play with? Did uh, he play with anybody around? Yeah, here? man, I just cannot remember the name, but he did have like a a band with some some guys and they were like a jam band and uh, all right, just really good stuff. They would go like rock and like metal and like maybe some funk and. He's did a very, little bit of everything, huh? Very, very versed guy. He, yeah. he's, he's now up in Austin. So, Jason, you're, you're a great guy, man. And uh, so he showed me that. And from there, yeah, I just, I just kind of like got into metal. And I think the punk stuff being fast and then the harmonies, I just kind of always craved like more, you know? Yeah. Like you're a metal guy. You, you're like, all right, what else is out there? What can I take? And then being at such For a real, young age. You get really hungry when you yeah. really get that, that those first mm-hmm. few years. But the, at the very beginning, when you start tapping into your favorite, you know, bands right then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just like digest. I was like a mm-hmm. sponge, you know? Yeah. Like taking it in. So I knew Iron Maiden. He's showing me Judas Priest. So I, I started to get the classic guys. And he, like I said, he was always playing in front of me. So he was like a great lead player. Yeah. So like early on, I was like, oh man, I I was like very much into the solos. Yeah. So I kind of like skipped. You know, they always <laughs> tell you to like start with the rhythm and the basics and stuff. Yeah. I was like, man, I want to learn those solos. Oh, killer. But, yeah. He he kind of like showed me everything, which was cool, man. He wasn't like, no, no, wait a year, then we'll show you. No, he was like showing me what I wanted to learn. You know. Awesome. So like. Yeah, man, I just craved cool more, you know, just craved mm-hmm. more. I, and then I was seeking heavier stuff. And um, I think, yeah, the huge turning point was my first metal concert, like going to one. Yeah. Because up to this point, you know, I'm like in, in middle school leading up to, to uh, high school. There was a point where like, you know, the lessons just kind of fizzled away. Like, you know, it's just it's just kind of time, you know. Okay. T- time to go. And then... um. 
you know, and then back to having that group of friends, that's very important for me because, you know, sharing music and just having that camaraderie and that, that's huge. And that friendship. So my first metal concert, that changed my life forever. Like still to this day, man, I'll, I'll never forget that one, man. It was in flames, Soulfly and Slayer at Concrete Street. It was during oh, yeah. the, it was during the God hates us all tour for Slayer. Oh, and that was awesome, dude, dude. On the big it, stage. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it was fucking killer, dude. Hell yeah. All killer. three bands kicked ass. Killer, man. And like, and this is like before, like, you know, Spotify and like looking up. So I really didn't know what I was going into. We, yeah. You know? So like. What an experience. Yeah, yeah. Slayer and Corpus. Right. Yes. And then, and then again, like the friends and like all our parents were like super supportive, man. So like my friend's dad. Like he wanted to go to the concert. So he was oh, like, he wanted you know to what? Go. Yeah. He's like, well, we're gonna take the kids, you know? Hell yeah! So like we got there, and I heard in flames. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, that was bro. it, man. Like I had never heard. Like I heard Iron Maiden, you know, in the harmonies. Yeah. But then there was something special about In Flames, man. I'd never Big heard time. Swedish metal. Yes, Swedish Ooh. metal, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, they they they're so unique, just like Norwegian. Yes, you know, you get in those areas right. and they yeah. just bring their own. That is just uh, yeah, that awesome. that like that brand of of death metal, you For know, real. And just that yep. brand of metal is so characteristic and unique. You can tell. And so, like hearing those harmonies, man, like it, I. I probably I probably yeah. cried, you know, because yeah, it was so right. amazing. I was like, "Oh, this is so awesome, man!" And then, it's like, a spiritual moment. Yeah, I see, right. it, you know, going to concerts because it's like us bowing to the uh, the altar of metal and the right. metal gods. Yeah, yeah, finally, it's like, yes, yeah. we're all at one. Yeah. and uh, you know, when you see like a band like Judas Priest, where yeah. they got forty years of history, uh-huh. you hear everybody singing all those songs, and we see that Iron Maiden where yeah. it's the same thing. Rush, uh-huh. the same thing. Oh, yeah. It's just such a uh, a spiritual, magical, unforgettable yeah. moment yeah, that yeah. only a metalhead really experiences right? that. I think it's, because it's beautiful, man. you know, I, I, you, metal being, church. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. dude. It is our metal church. Yeah, it is. And you know, in in food service for so many years, I've always wanted to have the radio in the background. While I'm working because it oh, keeps right. me working, it keeps me going mm-hmm. and motivated. Yeah. And I'm singing all the time. And um, I've had some people that that some chefs that don't want the the radio, so it's really hard for me to adjust. But mm-hmm. it's hey, it's my job, so I go with the flow. Mm-hmm. But it amazes me how you get those people that could care less about music, right? You know, and it's such yeah. a big part of my life. Me I don't, too. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, yeah. If music didn't exist, I know what mankind would be like. What would I do? You know, holy, like, how, yeah. Jesus, it's crazy thinking about that, right? Yeah, man, and 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 you know, it's got me. Like, it's got you. Like, it's got billions of people around yeah. the world, and uh, it's so special. It is, dude. And, it's and so metal special, especially. You know, yes. it's like you know, we got like us metal guys got like the biggest heart and passion for know? real. Like we're very, we're very passionate about it. You know, even though it's not like mainstream or like yep. hitting all this. Of course, there are bands that are very successful and they're awesome. But like overall, like metal isn't like this like huge mainstream thing. You know? Exactly. It's like you got to have the passion and the drive, and you just you just gotta love it. Man. You gotta love it because yeah, the money's not there, especially right. for us underground artists. Yeah. Uh, you know what? There's only a, a very small handful, and Metallica's at the cream of the crop. They're yeah. the biggest, the baddest that that metals ever had. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what better ambassadors? With right. those four guys, you know, yeah. going out there and, and, and living the dream. Dude. And making the dream a reality for all of us and breaking down all those doors yeah. for for every fucking band behind mm-hmm. them. And um, love Metallica. Me too. Love Metallica. Same. Uh, love what they do. Right. And um, 
The th- it, yeah, the three for me, man. Like when I was in high school. So like after that concert, you know, like it was Metallica, Pantera, and Slayer. Like those were the wow. three. Yeah. That like okay, Big like dogs. I was like, all right, <laughs> the yeah. punk bands got left behind. You know, like you started that, getting in all that. Yeah, I got on. I got on yep. into that because like in high school and then like playing guitar, it started to become like like the benchmark. Like oh. Can you play Master of Puppets? <laughs> or like, oh, can you play the solo? You know, like, oh, can you play Flood, Pantera? You know, like, it wow. started to get like that, you know? So it was like, just like everybody, like, encouraging each other and, like, passing around the tab books. And at that time, were you mm-hmm. able to, you were already playing all that stuff? No, like, like I was trying, you know? And it okay. would be like us, like, walking around with, like, the classical guitars. Because I took, oh, I yeah. took, like, you know, classical in high school. For sure. All four years. Awesome. But like in the hallway, would or like you know, or outside, Carol, like you like you know, with a pick, <laughs> yeah. Like Mr. Justice wouldn't want that, you know, in yeah. class. But like in the hallway, would be like, all right, playing like metal on the classic girls right. and stuff. So that was the thing. Like, oh, can you play Metallica? Oh, can you play that? Like, so yeah, just yes. getting into those bands, like really moved it forward. And then it was just like craving heavier music, man. Yeah, um, just our curiosity yeah. of what else is out there, who right. else is doing, you know, their own style, and um, yeah, and you know, it's funny uh, down the uh, the branches of the metal tree, how one one guy will leave a band and start another band. You know, yeah. you got that that Dave Mustaine effect, where yeah. you know it's like, ooh, this is such and such a new band. Right. Check this out, and it yeah, just kind of yeah. just leads you down another rabbit hole of of, yeah. of more love, right? Because it's that, got that same. Uh, that touch of magic that came yeah. from that first band they were in together. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and it's crazy how like you can always go back and discover those bands like Megadeth. Yeah, like even though they're amazing, right? I didn't get into them until like way later, man. It wasn't until like I would say like I was in the university, like when I got into the Players. Yeah, you know, because that's like another level of of like my guitar journey. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that. Like getting into the Players, then I discovered. You know Marty. Oh right? and yeah, then, like that's how I like got Cacophony. into like Me- yeah, yeah, Megadeth and and so I was like okay Megadeth and then just adding more to the roster kind of thing. But yeah. like yeah, um, amazing. So we I think I want to bring it back to that first show. Yeah. So we talked about the magic. We kind of started talking about worldwide <laughs> metal and talking about the Swedish yeah. brand that they bring right. to the table. Uh-huh. Um, so you fell in love with that that melodic mm-hmm. death metal that mm-hmm. kind of took. Uh, yeah. the new wave of British metal to the next yeah. level, yeah, yeah. but Swedish, right. the Swedish version, the Swedish brand. Yeah. What about Soulfly? What'd you think about that one? So Soulfly, like I had never, I maybe I, think I that heard. Might have been you know primitive? what? Yeah, because like there's, a, I'm also leaving out the whole new metal scene, man. Because True. I was super into that. That's what was but, on the radio. Yeah, like I was super so into that, man, and I that. still like can go back and put those on and. And just fucking jam grooves, man. Right? Hell yeah. That, so, yeah. Yeah. Like, like Limb Biscuit and Corn. And like, I was yeah. into like Spine Shank, you know, yeah, and like dude. Power Man 5000. So, like, this, I think Soulfly, I had, I knew of them, but I don't think they were like in my collect, like I had that CD or like I. Okay. So, I think like when I went to that, that concert, I think I was just kind of like there and oblivious to them. So, and then, like later on, uh, like I learned, you know, Sepultura and all that. But oh I didn't, hell yeah! I didn't, I didn't okay. know. I didn't know that at the time. Okay, all so right. So it, it kind of like, like, I would say the the standout for me on that show was definitely In Flames and Slayer. You okay? You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, of course, later on, realizing, oh, shit, Sepultura, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right? man, Slayer and God hate the song, man. Oh, they came dude. back hard and heavy yeah, on that one. Disciple? A... Holy dude. shit, yeah, man. Yeah. Game changer. Dude, Payback. That... That, it's got so many freaking hits on that one. Right. And it, it's kind of... I need of... to revisit, man. It's It's been yeah. a long time since I've jammed that one, but... Dude, that's a sick one. It's a sick. It's it's really good. It's you know, really good. I hope that we get some new, uh, some more mu- music from Kerry King. You know, I, oh, I yeah. know he's the one that's not gonna not gonna you know call it quits. You yeah. know, Tom Tom. It seems like he wants to relax and do the family thing yeah. for a while, kind of chill. Mm-hmm. And more power to him. Um, they the could, Slayer quit, right? or like they yeah, well they did the last tour. They did the last, and that's okay. it. And Kerry King says we're not going to come back like Motley Crue, and we're not yeah, going to come back after yeah. Kiss saying it's the last run, and we're going to come back again and again. It's over, dude. Yeah, and like when Jeff died, I feel like that was a big, a big. Oh hit, yeah, man. yeah. I always like respected Jeff and, and his playing, and yeah, I love how he like always wore like those Heineken like shirts and like the <laughs> he did, guitar- man. yeah, yeah. And he always had the, that punk rock influence. He always had like the GBH stickers and Circle Jerk stickers yeah. on his guitar, right, right. And so he had a lot yeah. of that background yeah, he that, that he brought to the table, from, yeah, yeah, from his yeah, growing yeah. up in that scene at that time. He was always like my favorite player from Slayer, and so like I think me like whenever he you know passed, and I think that was the kind of like they were still successful, but I kind of like maybe checked out at that point, you know. Okay, and I kind of yeah. didn't fall. But I know they got Gary, and he's phenomenal you know i think he's a perfect fit yeah. you know i think he's well deserving yeah. he was right there in the same scene with them grew with it it just yeah. you know like metallica you not everybody rises to the top or or gets there as fast yeah. or maybe doesn't have that push from the record company or whatever but at that time you know i can't say record companies had any influence on what made metallica what um, they are today i think metallica just did it from grinding yeah just touring being there playing in front of the fans and before you know it the companies came to them dude and that's when they came with one and then Mm -hmm. the whole world started finding out metallica when they had that first one video yeah and then you know everybody kind of got into it right even their progression it's awesome hearing those early like kill them all right and then you hear ride the lightning and just how different they sound for real like and i like to think of moods like when i hear ride the lightning and i can just picture that album cover it like sits oh, that yeah. mood perfect right and then yeah. you hear master of puppets and like again they're continuing to rise you look at that album cover and i can just like picture the music it like yes. goes perfect with it and then injustice for all same thing Ooh. continuing to rise the Black Album, you know. So I, I Setting love... Setting the bar higher right? after each one. Yeah, yeah. And the arrangements and, mm-hmm. and, and the uh, the compositions of them yeah. writing and and, yeah. and the lyrics that they put behind it. It was so smart. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, for sure, man. That's I'm, why they I'm still... They I'm deserve still, it all, dude. man. They're so... I love Metallica. They're the best. Man. You know, Hetfield and, yeah. and uh, uh, Lars, um, Kurt... Son of a gun! It's amazing yeah. how they're able to to uh, put up with each other for so long yeah. and keep this rock and roll machine going, right? Because now it's a business, you it's know. It's still, in somewhat almost out of their hands to an right. extent because now it's 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 the Metallica monster, yeah. And yeah, sure they're going to go out there and run shit, mm-hmm. but they kind of meet it on their own terms. Instead of going on a tour, they're playing like eh, a couple. You know, we'll be in in Houston for this weekend. Uh-huh. Then we're going to be in New York right. two weeks for a weekend. Yeah, and then in two weeks from there. So they really got to got to uh, be the masters of their own destiny right there because yeah. they're the runs fucking. Yeah, they're the mean machines behind they it. Are, man. And they, you know, they're taking the families with them and all that yeah. stuff. So wow, it's it's a, it's a musician's dream come true really to is, to live man. in the shoes of Metallica. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Robert Thuhill getting that gig. Yeah. 
you know, was was just I think a a huge. It meant a lot to me as a Hispanic. Okay. Oh, having, right. Having one of ours in there yeah. in the mix, you know what I mean? That's in the badass, biggest man. band in the world, yeah, getting yeah. that million dollar signing contract right. to be on that level with them, where it's like, hey, you know, I got all the same. I'm yeah. rolling hard with the, with the boys. I'm right. not trying to catch up. And uh, well deserved, man. Well like, deserved. You know, he couldn't find a better fit, man. Yeah. And his stage presence, you know, Whoa. just like everything. Man. It really his brought tone. up. I thought the other the other members' game to really step it up to be, yeah, the best that they could be. Mm-hmm. You know, the Metallica we always love. It's like you know what? Hey, we got Robert in the band. He really yeah. brings that that uh, that street cred right. to us. Mm-hmm. And and we are the street. Let's yep. make sure we represent like yep. we always have. Like we're still here, and and we can still play all this stuff, right? They yeah. still play it, dude. You know, they've they, they've taken those chances with like Lulu, yeah, uh, and uh, doing different things that you wouldn't expect. But uh, they've got to fulfill that kind of stuff as right. an artist. Yeah. We've got to do. It gets stale. You got to try new things. You, you got to do it. You got to. Man. You know, and mm-hmm. and it may not be for everybody, right? But for uh, for those that enjoy it, man, it's it just. It, it's know. something special right. that we can really admire about about the musicianship of these guys that mm-hmm. have uh, rocked our world forever. Right. I really respect when bands do that. You know. Yeah. Like when they like they do the music, you know, for themselves and and their bandmates, you know, and they write what they want to write, you know, and yeah. not necessarily, you know, to please the fans, do another master of puppets or whatever, you know. Like, of course, people are gonna talk or and what may not like it, but. I just love when bands just kind of do it for themselves, take risks, try new things. Yeah. And, and it's cool to have that in the catalog. You know, if you don't like it, okay, go check out another one or like go back. Or for if you real. do like it, here's here's something different. You know, exactly. Really like There's more where that, that came from. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Man, I love everything we've been able to cover so far. So yeah. I know about the bands you've been in the past, uh-huh. like Dark Energy. Yeah. And, and how about Fall? And fall, right. yeah, for That's sure, man. With Jesse, right? Yeah, Jesse, wow, he's just a, a bro, you know, a great friend of mine. But um, I do want to talk about Dark Energy, man, because that band, that band did a lot for me. It really awesome. did, like as, as a player, and and all those guys deserve, you know, like you know, just recognition. Yeah, you know, William, Hector, Oscar, they're they're all great, and you know, I'm playing with those guys really helped me just develop kind of like. Um, better live fundamentals and and just kind of like better skills overall and just kind of like keep me on my toes and, and just have fun really and that's kind of like you know here we are we're like talking about all this you know heavy metal and death yeah. metal but that was the point in my life where like I was able to go back to like some of the first stuff that I was learning like Judas Priest and Iron Maiden you know because we were like covering all that stuff so through them you know, I really got to dive into like those deep cuts, you know, like, you know, some of the deep purple, like space trucking and, and riot, highway you know, star, you know, and loudness. Oh, I and love just, loudness. Right. And just all that stuff. So like having to learn all that, you know, just made me a better player. It does, right? bro. It really right. does. You know, mm-hmm. you step up to that challenge and, and these guitar players and, 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 and speaking from a drummer's point of view as well, being able to pull off those kind of chops yeah. really put it, it ups your game. Dude, yeah. And, and I really m- miss those days. Those were special days, man. We would go out and just have fun. Like, yeah. everybody was cool. Like, we would rehearse, you know, and we'd get out there and, like, just have a... Everybody out there was having a blast. They were... You know, hearing songs they they wanted to do. We never like got to the point to do originals. That was something that was kind of like cooking, and you know, and everybody just kind of got busy, and and the band just kind of fizzled out. But 
I still like have great memories about you know those guys and that band and I still like one day would love to like you know do it again or like bring them back or like you know yeah. like maybe write something and like present it to them and you that know, would be cool. they're all great players you, you, know? you really get get the feeling when you have these uh band like a tribute bands that that when your songs come together so well like the artists that you're covering uh, that man we need to do our own stuff yeah and you know that the, the skill is more than there it's right. just a matter of just putting a little bit more time right. into, into right into yeah. arranging it yeah. and, and getting those ideas and the riffs out uh-huh. and we talk about it all the time at fistful of metal yeah we talked about it in headbangers pit okay. and i think I, the way i've always presented it is like we've got the Everything we need, you know, just bring some riffs. And instead of us working on, Mm -hmm. you know, this song or that song, we'll work on our own song. Right. We just got to make it work, dude. We're here, you know, (laughs) the talent's here. We just got to bring it. Bring it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, me kind of being the director, manager of of Headbangers Pit, Uh um, choosing the songs we're going to be doing and stuff like that, um, I put a lot on the table. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're working on like on Angry Again. We're working on oh, uh, right. Sick from from Slipknot. We're working oh, on. Cool. Uh, we just got finished uh, Perseverance from Hate yeah. Breed, and uh, we're working on uh, Angel of Death. Wow. You know what I mean? So yeah, you guys are covering a lot of ground. You yeah, know? man, a lot of stuff there. But yeah, at the same time, because I want to get these songs down, I understand why the guys maybe would would not bring some original material. Because they know it's like, Tony wants us to work on this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when we get together, it's like, hey, did you learn your material? And they're, they're, Jerry, our bass player, man, he's so fucking funny, man. Shout out Jerry and the guys from, from the pit. Uh-huh. He'll be like, hey, I did my homework. I hope you guys yeah. did. Yeah, Tony, the homework, did, right? Tony, that I was did it. my homework. And yeah. I say, hey, all right, Jerry, all right. That I'm was ready. the homework, man. And you can tell when the, when the, the you can totally tell when the guy doesn't do their homework, man. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> so, sure, bro. And Homework's and, important. And when they show <laughs> you hear up. You that, kids? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when you got guys that, that show up and, and, and are prepared, right. whoa, bro. Mm-hmm. You're not wasting yeah. any time. It feels good. Right. So that would be great to get Darkest Energy back together dude, for a yeah, show. man. Like, if you ever just do great. it, you know, yeah. consider, you know, let's do a show together with the pit or Fistful of Metal. For sure, you man. You know, that'd be great. Yeah, they're, they're great, man. Like, Oscar's a phenomenal player man he he deserves credit man he's great and just playing with him yeah like our two different styles really complemented each other for real that's what i yep. really enjoyed playing with him because like i play with other guys and sometimes it ends up being like a a sound war you know what i mean like you're like all right i'm on five you're on six and then i'm in eight <laughs> yes. and by the time we we're both on 10 you can't hear shit yeah but like man now i respected like oscar because like he respected me and we always found a great balance and our tone and, and just our playing, I I really think we had something special. To this real. day, he's still like one of my favorite players that I've ever had a, a chance to jam with. So shout out to Oscar. Shout man. out Oscar, <laughs> he's man. Great, one know? of my Harbor City All Stars, man. Yeah. I've got the pleasure of uh-huh. of, of him uh, throwing down some awesome vocals. I saw that video, the Christmas guitars. video. Yeah, you guys, man. What, what, tell me about that. What was that? It was like you guys were doing like a little Christmas jam or something. It's it's I my saw... my third annual Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular, and okay. it's it's sixteen different musicians from over ten different bands uh-huh. doing over a dozen Christmas classics in yeah. the vein of Twisted Sister. And that's why oh, wow. it's got the twisted part in the title. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's, it's the idea yeah. I got from watching the uh, the Twisted Sister Christmas DVD. 
and they put oh. on a killer concert playing yeah. their own songs and then playing their versions of tracks from like Silver Bells, Let It Go. I mean, Let It Snow. Yeah. <laughs> I uh-huh. got Def Leppard on my mind or something. Yeah. But uh, Let It Snow, uh, um, Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Okay. I Saw Mama Kissing Santa Claus, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, for example. Wow. And uh, that's cool. I just want to rock, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think there was, at, at that, I had my grandson in October. Mm-hmm. And I just had a tremendous feeling of just love and generosity yeah. I wanted to give out. Oh. And I was like, you know what? One of my favorite DVDs is Roadrunner All-Stars. It's the okay. 25-year anniversary. And mm-hmm. what I loved about it is that they got, I don't know if they picked them or they volunteered or how it came together to get in the roster together, but they got all these Roadrunner All-Star bands and they each got together and formed little groups mm-hmm. and in each one of the groups they wrote like three or four original tracks but they also covered some of their favorite artists from Roadrunner. Okay. So at this concert you had the first song up there I think was uh, Punishment from Biohazard mm-hmm. but you had Adam Duce from Machine Head playing bass. You yeah. had Andres Kaiser from uh, uh, Sepultura on guitar. Uh-huh. You had Dino from Dude, Fear Factory Dino. on guitar. Yeah. You had Joey Jordison on oh, drums right. and then you had uh, yeah, they actually brought the original Evan Seinfeld uh, on vocals from, from uh, Biohazard and mm-hmm. the guitar player, uh, uh, Billy Bio, as a third guitarist. So you had this amazing super group up there doing, you know, these hits that we grew up listening to off of Roadrunner Records. Mm-hmm. And each each song, a couple of guys would switch out. You keep the same drummer for like four or five songs, then they'd switch out. They had Ray Mayorga from uh, uh, Stone Sour. Okay. And then they also had... Uh, the I'm trying to think the drummer from uh, from Deicide he stepped in oh yeah and they did it's Steve yeah yeah Steve Asheen uh-huh. I think it is think so, and yeah. uh, they did um, Dead by Dawn oh right, yeah, yeah dude <laughs> it was amazing a, dude they had Slip uh, Paul Gray from Slipknot playing yeah. bass for Dead by Dawn and Dino oh, playing nice. guitar and Adam on bass and that's cool dude. and so that that just gave me an idea you know mm-hmm. what why don't we do the same thing but let's do some Christmas jams mm-hmm. and I think I just. You know, I know no, no bunch of guys here in town, mm-hmm. and I just felt like getting the guys that I felt were going to be generous, that yeah. that knew music good enough, where if I gave them some songs, they could pick it up. Yeah. And it's kind of in their field already. So, you know, I started hitting up Oscar. Uh-huh. I hit up Ralph from Cat House, too. Yeah. Other guys that I, I was kind of already sharing the stage with, with uh, my other bands from Rock and Sound and Fistful of Metal, mm-hmm. and guys that I've wanted to jam with before in the past, uh, Jimmy from Really Rodden's. Uh, Hector, oh, yeah. Hector from Knife Party and Periwinkle okay. Massacre. Oh, uh, right. My bro Fidel Dagle from uh, Kill Moore and Syntegrity on drums. Adon from uh, Sugar Sugar Blast Blast. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I got all these guys together and and just, you know, I, I the arranging for it is just almost like a nightmare, bro, because you yeah, get yeah. all these badass guys and how do I put, yeah, how do you, you know, it? put them together? What, what, who would mesh the best? Right. And you really don't know until you just get them in there. And I just kind of just use my... Uh, my intuition uh-huh. and got these guys together and got a drummer, two guitar players, three or four singers, a bass player, and put three groups together. Dang, man. Assigned four songs to each of them. And then, bam, we got together. And it's just hard. The first year was the roughest because I was the only one that seen all these, this Christmas video and this uh-huh. Roadrunner All Star video yeah. where I seen it. And I made the vision for it. Right. And it was, you know, it's more than just doing a cover. And when we re- executed it that first year, 
and they saw the magic. We had the Christmas costumes and everybody up on stage, the lights. And mm-hmm. it was just that Christmas spirit was in the air. It felt like Christmas yeah. Day. Nice. Was and it at House of Rock? Or? That first, the first two years right. we had Rich's Billiards. Okay. And um, so the second year was that much easier because we'd done it already. Yeah, yeah. Same so guys. Like, same guys. Yeah. And I said, hey, can we do it again? But instead of doing it in only two weeks, the first year, which is freaking impossible. Right. And I must have drove Lori crazy because I was always in rehearsal. Because here I am trying to get these guys together for, for this big Christmas thing I'm going to do. And uh, I wanted it to be a big deal because we're going to raise money for the Corpus Christi Food Bank. Yeah. And everybody's just kind of donating their time and, their, and, and their, their energy and their talent for it. And I wanted to make it worthwhile for the guys doing it. Mm-hmm. Make it, you know, it, it just wasn't going to be just... Um, it was, I was serious about it, yeah. and I wanted it to be so successful. And it did good. It did real good. And so the next year, I was kind of worried about how much work I put into it and if I wanted to do it again. Mm-hmm. I said I wanted to do it after yeah. we did the first one. Yeah. But three weeks out, I finally just bit the bullet and said, yeah. I started calling everybody. Let's do it. And I told Lori, I said, hey, if I do this thing again, yeah, I'm going to be busy, big time busy like it was last year. And I know it's going to put some strain on my schedule already. But she said, nah, go for it. We'll make it through. I know what you're doing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I like what you're doing, so go for it. Yeah. So when you get when you get the love and the family behind you, right. then you that's support. all you need right there. there it's go. like, hey, we can make it work. Yeah. And so we, we had three weeks. We got it together. I gave everybody another song because I want this thing to keep growing. And uh, they nailed it. Nice. And then COVID hit. So yeah. we took a year off right then. Oh, yeah. You know, and then uh, mm-hmm. we bounced back and... Uh, um, well, excuse me, we did the first one, then COVID hit, then we bounced back for the second one, which is last year. This year, I had a, a benefit for my best friend that had passed away, Baldy Ramirez, and uh, we did a benefit for him over at the House of Rock, and we raised $1,000 that we donated to the Corpus Christi Guitar Programs. I saw that, and yeah, I was going to actually like just talk about that for a second, man. That's so awesome that you're, how involved you are with the community, you know? And, Thanks, and, man. And, you Thanks know, a lot. Just, are you supporting our students as well? Wow. You know, with CCISD. It's super cool, man. That's All these sons were so. were guitar players there mm-hmm. at, at Ray, yeah. and they're they shred. They're so amazing, and it started there by by their the discipline and going over the fundamentals mm-hmm. and, and having the right coach, the teacher right there. Yeah. And um, so I wanted to give it back in Baldy's name, but it was so successful. Mm-hmm. I figured, you know what? I wanted to team up with Casey this year and see if we can get a thousand dollars into the food bank as well as a bunch of canned food. So we switched the venues this year, and it's all about just making uh, more of a better donation yeah. to it. And, and, and I'm so thankful to Rich Nunez over at, at Richard Billiards for uh, getting us a place the first couple of years to yeah. make this happen and providing the sound and, and doing anything and everything he could and even throwing extra money in for the donation whenever it came to, uh, to uh, delivering the money and the food that day. Uh, Richard, shout out. Thank you. And you guys support Rich's Billiards. It's always a great place to hang out. Yeah. And uh, go go over there and say hi to Rich and tell him Tony sent you. And uh, so this year, we're, we're going to have it at the House of Rock, okay. third year. We're throwing on three new songs. And uh, we're doing a couple of my favorites, A Little Drummer Boy and Frosty <laughs> the Snowman. Nice. A couple of my favorites that I'm really glad we're able to throw in there. Yeah, It's the same lineup of guys. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of guys that, that, that want to jump in. Uh, big, you know, great guitar players and singers, and and, and it, it it's, it's kind of hard for me to to not get everybody in the mix, but it's such a hard thing to uh, 
circus yeah. in a way. It it's sounds like circus. yeah, it's not just the music, but you're kind of like the arranger, almost am, like the man. conductor, right? Big you're having role. to like just make sure everything fits and your gels parts. and Here's the parts. Here's what we all do together. Yeah, this is what you're gonna do, and, wow. and hey, we're gonna play them in the same tuning as the songs. You want to keep the authenticity of them, mm-hmm. and. uh messaging everybody you know mm-hmm. i don't do any group messaging i could probably get away with it in this one in this band but i don't do the group messaging because it cost me one of my bands because you know you can't really read between the lines and the sarcasm sometimes that's given out for band members mm-hmm. you know like hey hope you got your shit together tonight yeah or uh you know don't forget your parts right you know and it can kind of lead and down a rabbit hole it's like mm-hmm. hey how did we get here man why is everybody so pissed off yeah hey, i don't want to jam with you tonight and you know, the more people in the group i get you you know yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, so i don't do that but the, the text messaging it, it it's a lot to handle mm-hmm. but i'm thinking i've got so many so many great people that that um want to be a part of it that I'm going to probably turn it into a four-ring circus next year yeah. and bring in another group. Because right now I've got three drummers, six <laughs> guitar players. Mike Liao is our full-time bass player. He's just up there. He's got it, dude. He's up there for he the whole show. He came in for the, for the clutch yeah. last year <laughs> when we had a couple of our bass players not make it to the rehearsals. Okay. And with just a certain, when maybe we only have four rehearsals, each one's crucial. Yeah. And so Mike, like you said, hey, yeah. you know this one? Oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, oh. I got it. No yeah. Hey, can you hang around in case someone doesn't show up? Yeah. He didn't show up? Hey, I got it. What a, you know, superhero, dude. Yeah. And so uh, shout out to Mike. Yeah, yeah. And so we're getting that going on. And When's that? That's going to be de- December, Friday, December 23rd over at the House of okay. Rock. Day before so, Christmas Eve. Yeah. So it's going to be such a great weekend. I'm looking yeah. forward. We got that. What time? We're, uh, doors open at seven. Okay. Show starts at seven thirty with the Harbor City All Stars playing till about maybe eight thirty nine. Kind of depending on how the because we're gonna have th- we're gonna have a uh, one main drum set up on the top drum riser, and that's gonna be for the right handed drummers. But John Luna, who's joining us this year, uh, taking the place of Scott Bailey, who was mm-hmm. with us the first couple of years now, who now lives in Austin. Yeah. John plays in in Night Party and was also from uh, uh, Periwinkle Massacre. He's a lefty. So we're going to have to make room for his drum set up there, too. So uh, that with the guitar cabinets and four four lead singers, probably about two to three backup vocals, it's going to make a pretty... Man, you know, it sounds like it's a, gonna be a Trans-Siberian full... Orchestra over there. I'm glad you mentioned that. We're going to do yeah, that track. That's awesome. We're going to oh, do that track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? So that's going to... That's on our... That's on our uh, Next year, yeah. we're doing that one because this awesome. year we recruited a keyboard player too. Mm-hmm. Robo, a badass keyboard player that's been around, especially in the uh, uh, Cumbia Tejano scene, is going to join us this year. So we're going to have that because you got to have the keyboard player to pull that yeah. that trans- that jam off. Yeah, that's awesome, man. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I'm probably going to take my mom to that, man, just because like I, I've seen the Trans Siberian Orchestra, and that's like the one night. I can share metal with my mom. Like she loves it. I've taken my yeah, dad to it man. too. He loves it. Like it's just like something about like you know Christmas and and metal and metal, <laughs> yeah. dude. And we and and uh-huh. we can and when it when it when it it crosses over into the world where where our parents can dig yeah, it. And, right. and anybody of you know our yeah. work our, our our coworkers, it it feels so good to be able yeah. to share that that reach that more people. Yeah, metal. Right. And uh, it's a family friendly event. Okay, and, cool. and and we definitely want my grandson's going to be there. I want the kids to be there. Mm-hmm. The songs are all sing along versions. Yeah, and so uh, it's it's super fun. Wow, super fun. Yeah, and then that, to keep cool. as an, as it's it's a spectacular. So the show goes on with Headbangers Pit doing a a, a, a tribute set after that with you know Metallica, oh, yeah, Pantera, yeah. Slayer. So do you sing? In yeah, the, the Christmas groups. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. as 
as uh, the way things are looking this year, I'm getting more uh, attendance from our singers. So mm-hmm. as that's happening, I'm trying to maybe step back a little bit because I'm already doing three groups. And so I'd rather let my solo artist be the solo be the solo artist and me just kind of mm-hmm. be more of a background. But there's yeah. some parts that I still love to sing, so I, I want to yeah. hold on to some of it too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that night I'll be doing the city uh, Harbor City All-Stars, then Headbangers Pit, and then I'm going to have my original band close out the night, Existing Anger. Wow. So it's going to be a trifecta yeah, that night. You're going to be busy that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah wow. And, but if that's not enough, I haven't told my wife yet. But after uh, that, I got invited to go sing a few songs with Peace of Mind over oh, Boozers that okay. night. Who's going to yeah. start about 11 o'clock. Oh, and right. that's when our set finishes at 11. There you go. So I'm going to go and do some old school like Prowler and, and nice. Iron Maiden yeah. and, and maybe Phantom of the Opera. Wow. Yeah, that's dude. Awesome, so what I haven't seen them in a while, man. They're, they're, are they still around? or? Yeah, like, it's got a, they've got Marcel Biel on drums. Yeah. They've got a okay. Roland on guitar. They got um, Joel from Hell on, on bass. Oh, um, dude, he's awesome. He's awesome, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. Love Joel. Uh-huh. And the other guitar player, I know they used to have Anthony, but they've okay. got another guy now. And I, his name slips my mind, but mm-hmm. I was just talking to Marcel about it last night. And uh, he says they sound great. Yeah. So the rehearsals are going good. That's awesome. And Marcel plays drums for us, too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, it's going to be a good Christmas weekend. I can't wait. Really excited. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, sounds- and it's only two weeks away. It's right around the corner, man. It's going to be here quick. It's crazy. Yeah, Christmas is just right around the corner, man. Yes, bro. <laughs> i got to finish up my shopping <laughs> and all that stuff, man. I was able yeah. to get most of my stuff done uh-huh. on the day before Thanksgiving. Okay. I just, just stumbled on upon uh, some great sales online. Yeah, there you go. That's took the care way to do it. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. I told Lori the next morning, I said, hey, I already took care of Christmas shopping. She said, what? All nice. of it? I said, yeah, about 95% of it. She there goes, go. well, Dan, I wanted to kind of be a part of that. I said, no, yeah. don't worry about it. Now you can worry about other stuff yeah yeah so there she's got a, a lot on her plate already with mm. work so yeah but yeah i do christmas two weeks away mm-hmm. it's gonna be a great time it is i'm excited you know i gotta hit to some of this other stuff man yeah. it's been everything's kind of just rolling so smooth. i know Dan, we got so much because we we haven't talked in so long you know i feel like I we got a lot to catch up on and for uh, real so yeah this is great man thanks for having me so tell me yeah. you play an eight string guitar i yeah so like um i tested the waters with that man like you know like whoa you know, six string, seven string. I got an eight string guitar, and um, you know, because like bands like Meshuga and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to you know chug and stuff like that. So hell yeah. I, unfortunately, I don't have it anymore. You know, and that's another thing. Like guitars kind of come and go in my collection. I have okay. the ones. I have the ones that like will never go. You know what I mean? Like they're the, okay. They're just. I wanted you know, to ask about those. Yeah, you know, the, I was wondering you know, how big your collection is because I've seen you post so yeah, many videos of I you know. playing, and man. there's so many different killer-looking models. I know it's it's crazy, man. Like, just I bet I can like look back, like on, <laughs> like on Reverb or something. Like Reverb is like an eBay for guitars. Like I can probably look back and see all the guitars I've had. But like right now, I think I've I've narrowed it down to maybe like. Maybe I'm like at eight or something, seven. I'm probably wow. forgetting some, but like, yeah, yeah I've been to the point. <laughs> I've been to the point where like I yeah. had over ten, you know, and, and stuff. But yeah, they Whoa. just kind of go, man. They come and go. But then I've got the ones that like I'll I'll never let go as well, you know. Um, Do you still have your first? No, that squire? no. What that happened first, to the squire? That first squire, man. I like that one. It just ended up getting like so beat up. And I put like stickers all over it, yeah, you know, and, and like it really just kind of got me off my foot because I didn't, I didn't really last too long with that guitar, man. Like 
my dad, like, he saw that I was taking it pretty serious. Yeah. So I, I remember he took me to Guitar Center, you know? And then he was Sweet. like, yeah. yeah. And, and, and this goes back to, like, um, Fletcher from Pennywise. He was playing Ibanez. And I cool. wanted and I wanted an Ibanez, man, because yeah. like the, the, I had that ear for the, the I was like, man, his tone, and so like my dad took me in and, and I got my first Ibanez. Um, I don't have that one anymore. <laughs> it's so okay. sad, you know. Damn, it, right? It's gone, man. I don't even know what happened to that one. But that wow. gu- that guitar, like car- that, I had that one for a while because I something we didn't talk about too is my high school band. Okay, uh, yeah. My, what band was that? My high school band was Demised. Demised? Yeah. Was that so, your first band? That was like my first serious band, you know? It was like with my group of friends. Like, we were all getting into like Who was in heavier it? music. It was, um, you know, me, Alex Garcia on guitar, Steven Hernandez on vocals. We went through a few uh, basses, but the one that was on the recording was Najib Alarba, and we have uh, Gabriel Gomez on drums. They're wow. all guys like, you know, my age, and we were just you know, skating together, getting into the music together. So we all got instruments and we were just kind of all learning on our way. And it was that kind of thing where we would just like after school, like run home and like just jam. And I miss that, man. Like me and Alex would just like the other guitarists, we would just be like in the living room and we'd have our little amps and just coming up trading. And like, that's how we like came up with the songs, you know? Right. And like that band, man, that I'm very, you know, thankful for that too, just because you know, we were just kids, and, like, we had the drive, and we do have a recording. We did it at um, at Hacienda. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, you see in Hacienda all the time, you know, been going down Staples saying, hey, man, Hacienda recording studio, that's where we got to go. I mean, it's the yeah. most obvious right there. Right. Yeah. And um, I've recorded drummer, there. Yeah, They've our, got a killer system. Yeah. Everything's awesome there. Yeah. Our drummer's dad, like, funded that whole thing. So, like, we were, like, really proud to have that. And then, like, you know, being in high school, like, everybody was like, oh, these guys demise. So it was really cool, man. Yeah, like, bro. You know, already ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. Cause already like, players. Right, yeah. yeah. So like, like people were into it, man. Even like Mr. Justice, the guitar teacher, had like a, a demise demo. And he was like, Killer. oh. Dem-. So it was really cool, man. And, yeah. And um, yeah, that band like really did a lot for, for me and, and just kind of getting into more music. Because like we got to do some really cool shows. Like at Equalize, we opened up for like Discord and like some of my Ooh, favorite bands. Discord, yeah, yeah, you know. So Hell it was like yeah. it, was, it was really cool. I, we we I think we even played with like uh, Behemoth and Decapitated and like just like a bunch of cool opportunities. You yeah. know, as like high school kids, Black Dahlia Murder, and so that was really cool, man. That so, is really you know? freaking cool, man. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that band that was my high school band, and this is kind of cool to talk about too because here we are, and I'm trying to bring that band back. Like wow. reestablish, okay, demise. Do you know? Like everybody's kind of doing their own thing now. Though, like sure. we're, we're still all friends, you know. But unfortunately, like not everybody's like playing or they got families, and right? Stuff, so, yep. but um, no, man, I'm gonna bring that back, man. Like, like just a revival, like an updated version. Um, I've already done. I have like one track. You know, done. I'm just gonna wow, kind of do it all. Cool. Okay. And then like find the, find the guys. Like I already have like a drummer who's gonna do the recording, and um, you know, I'll find the guys. Wow. But, there you go. But yeah, that's just kind of like a little passion project. Bring that high school thing back. It's been dormant since 
you know, 2006 or whatever. And Hell here we go. Yeah, yeah it's going to be, be, cool. be killer, man. That'll be yeah. really cool, man. I see you got your own recording set up in your, at your place. Yeah. Man, yeah, so yeah, that's I got awesome. A, a nice little rig there where I can like jam and practice. And You got a and, drum machine? Yeah, so like I'll, I'll like come up with the ideas and just program the the drums and just kind of get it really like polished to like a good a demo level, you yeah. know. And then, um, you know, of course, for the final touch, maybe send that out to the drummer and he'll put his own spin because I'm not a drummer, okay. right? But like I've listened to so much, you know, metal that you know, I have an understanding, you yeah. know. So, um, what do you use yeah, for your drum for your drum? Sound? I use Superior Drummer. Okay, so, Superior. That's yeah. what I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. it, it's cool, man. There's good a lot stuff, of right? good stuff, you know, out there. You know, there's tons of stuff out there. Yeah, uh, but, but I use Superior. It just Killer. Kind of, I've worked with it. It's it makes it work. Yeah, right? it makes that's it what you're most familiar with, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh huh. So you got to tell me, what are your three favorite guitar players? My three favorite guitarists, man. So, um, really, uh, like. I just got to give a shout out to the guys that took me to the next level, really. And um, that would be, you know, John Petrucci of Dream Theater, uh, Kiko Laredo of Angra. He's now in Megadeth now, oh, the guitarist. Shit. Yeah. And then Michael Romeo of Symphony X. So those three guys. Those three guys. Yeah. Because, like, right. you know, I, I started to get in more into the players, like like in the university level. Okay. I was on to the death metal and high school stuff, but then I wanted to build my lead chops and kind of like just take it, yeah. take it further. Mm-hmm. So I started to kind of get into all those guys like Michelangelo, uh, Jason Becker, Marty Freeman, and you know yeah. all those shrapnel guys, and and then um, yeah, I would say those three: Very JP, cool, yeah. Kiko, and Michael Romeo. Just wow! I, I think my my kind of guitar vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I, I probably stolen like licks yeah, from, right. from them. It's know. gonna rub off. Yeah, yeah. You know it happens. From, from but so, that's a good part catalog. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What other instruments uh-huh. do you play? Instruments. So, uh, man, I'll dabble like on keys, but by all by okay. no means I'm like, you know, like classically playing. You know, all right. But you know, I I like to like I have a little setup, so like I'll add textures to the tracks and stuff like that. Cool. Know, and then like I have a bass, Good. and I'll, right. I'll like add you know my own thing. I'm like a guitarist playing bass though, so it's not really. <laughs> official bass i wouldn't okay. consider myself a bassist um but yeah man mainly mainly that all right yeah you know, and a little bit of keys here and did you pick them up just um, because you knew how to how to fill in the blanks because well, you wanted to be able to produce in your own music yeah well you know speaking of the university i did study music okay. so like so there you know i learned you know at purdue ba- uh, actually at a and at a and before you went yeah, up there i have a my bachelor's in music actually no right? kidding. Yeah. Wow. So like I learned, you know, the awesome. ba- the basic ear training mm-hmm. and uh, basic theory and, um, you know, some music history. And then through that, you know, we, we had to play an instrument, which was guitar, of course. But then uh, like uh, I had to learn, you know, piano too. So I learned like the basics and scales. So yeah. I, can, I can get around, you know what I mean? Yeah. I also took choir too. So like that was really cool to kind of just sit in there and, you know, like... I never like really took it too serious, but I okay. had a lot of fun doing it. You know, I was a baritone, and but I can still, I still have that. You know, like it's it's somewhere in. That's me, right. You know what I mean? So yeah. So so I learned a lot. You know, very in, cool in school. Um, I went to school too for I was going for yeah. music ed, and I got about halfway through my degree over here yeah. in Del Mar, and then then I met my wife. Yeah, yeah. And then pretty much we just 
fell in love with being with each other all the time when we right. weren't at work and we both dropped out and okay. uh, eventually one thing led to another <laughs> and she said that's it i'm getting back to school i need to get my yeah. shit together yeah, yeah and uh yeah the rest is history for her she would you know she got her her, mm-hmm. her master's and all that good stuff her bachelor's and master's yeah. and working on her doctorate and and uh yeah she's just uh, amazing right. amazing and while she was doing that um i was doing my bands yeah and and throughout throughout this um long 31 years together mm-hmm. it's been the best years That's have been awesome. the last several years yeah you know what i mean and it's it's so rewarding when you had something as as special as as, as my marriage to uh that has only gotten more valuable and priceless and mm-hmm. more precious throughout the years. And for something that you put so much time and passion in, into it and love, it's, it, it, it's very rewarding that it mm-hmm. comes back in these later years. And it, it just, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's hard to say. It, it's, it's hard to put into words. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and God willing, um, you're going to have these 30 years and more. Yeah. Together with your family, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we're gonna get to fatherhood here in a little bit, all right. But let me <laughs> let me keep rolling with some of this other good stuff. Yeah, awesome, man. All right. Mm-hmm. So tell me, how did you get connected with Colin Davis and uh, with uh, with Vile sure. and, and now get this gig playing guitar with him? Yeah, now? yeah. So, um, man, it was just like one day I was like, you know, surfing the internet or social media or whatever, and I saw Vile posted, you know, seeking a lead guitarist you know, audition opportunity, the band has relocated to Austin. And I had no idea that the band relocated to Austin because the band has been dormant for close to 10 years. Like just inactive, not really on social media or releasing new music. So I would just kind of still jam the classics, you know, that inspired me, you know, like, so as a fan. So that just kind of like popped up and I was like, whoa. The band has relocated to Texas. Here I am. I'm in Texas. Yeah. You know, I'm currently not playing with anyone at the moment. And so, you know, I just hit him up like, hey, man, what what, what can I do to audition? And I'm in Corpus Christi. And so we kind of talked about the logistics of it. Yeah. You know, he's in Austin. And then basically, um, he's like, yeah, man, learn, learn um, a song off each album. So like Stench depopulate and new age he was like you know show me that you can play because each album is kind of different it has like its own flavor so he wanted to see you know if i could you know play the play stuff off each one right sure so he's like it doesn't have to be perfect you know but just kind of like show me a little bit this is kind of a crazy story (laughs) because i was all stoked about it right for real man so i was like diving in and um, he sent me like some rough tabs, like handwritten and stuff, okay. you know, just to kind of like guide me. So I was like kind of looking and like earing it out. And I was like, okay, you know, like, so like I did my best and like I sent the videos real rough, just like on my cell phone, nothing too polished, you know, and that's what he wanted. Just like something raw. Yeah. Right. But check this out, man. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> it was on the last day of school, we had like a field day, right? On our campus. Okay, cool. I mean, the yeah. teachers are having fun and they're competing. So, like, and I'm a very competitive guy, you know? So, like, <laughs> I, I was up against the coach. We were doing, like, races. Okay. Like a race, right? Yeah. 
and all the kids were cheering on, man. So I'm up against Coach State, and I'm like, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna win this yeah, race. This is mine. Yeah, I'm not letting it down, man. So I like went full throttle. It's like first period, eight a.m., man, like or nine a.m. I didn't even warm up. Yeah, and I forgot I'm not like a spring chicken anymore, man. So I just like <laughs> went out there, and dude, I tripped, and I land, and I broke my finger. Oh no! I broke my finger. This one right here, bro. Yeah, right before Shit. I'm gonna get the gig with Vile. You know? Oh no! So, yeah. Shit. So like, uh, there's no hiding that. And uh, yep. I, I just told Colin, man, I was like, "Look, man, here's my situation. I broke my <laughs> finger. Um, man, I understand if you guys got to move forward and stuff. So, uh, man, I was devastated about that, man, because I was looking forward to the gig. I was like, man, I, I was confident. I was like, I got this. It's yours. Like I, yeah. I just knew that I was gonna get it." You know, and so like that, like really kind of crushed me. And it was in oh, summer too. Yeah, during summer, you know, and we get two months off. So I was looking yeah. forward to like wood shedding and refining. And Perfect getting. timing for you. And yeah. so like, man, I spent the whole summer like, and it, it took a it took a toll on me mentally too. Like, thankfully, like you know, like my wife I and bet. family were very supportive. Yeah, because I was like not able to play guitar man like, yeah and that's like my main thing you know other than being with my family and friends so yeah so here's the here's the deal though and this you know is kind of like give you a little uh taste of, of the drive that i have to to get something i was hungry so yes. although i couldn't practice i spent the two months mentally practicing by listening to all the music and I transcribed all the material that was was on the set because he sent me the set. Eleven songs. This is what we're gonna do. You need to learn this and the leads and stuff. So although I couldn't play, man, I was devastated. I just kind of kept quiet there. And dude, I spent my the summer like transcribing the whole music like on Guitar Pro. Yeah. So I like I tabbed out all the music into like you know, you know. That is what, so what, what meticulous. You, yeah, what can what do you, Holy you know, smoke. into like PDF form and the guitar pro form. So that way I could I could visually see the notes. Wow. You know? And so I was like like I would literally like sit there like on my computer and I would like watch the guitar pro and like study it and just like get that process in my brain. I couldn't play. You know what I what so, I see is it, it's almost like you lost one of your senses. Yeah, you know what I mean. But your other senses kind of overcame, and you developed right. a way to still yeah. overcome and learn the material, right. even though you weren't able to play with your finger. Yeah, your yeah. mind was already learning it, yeah. so all you needed to do was just have the finger ready to go, and then you're exactly. in. Exactly. I didn't want to give up, man. Incredible. And that's like you know one thing, man. Like, and um, you know, I'm just like very inspired by my dad too. You know, he was always like my coach, like playing sports, like soccer and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll never, it's like when we would lose a game, we'll like be in the car and we would be in the parking lot. Like he would just like, let me have it, you know, like, <laughs> so I would know the next game, I better not show up with that kind of bullshit, you know? Like, yes. so like just that kind of drive of like not giving up, man. Mm -hmm. My dad really like put that in me. So yeah. shout out, you know, pops, man. You're, yes. you're awesome. So All like right. I spent the summer doing that, man. And like I kept in touch with Con and I was like, look, man, I got another update with the doctor. And he was he was like, I'm thankful for for that opportunity because he's like really cool with just communicating with me, you know, and and just kind of keeping me in the loop. He's like, well, you know, it, you're gonna have to come back, and you know, if you still want it, you know, like 
whenever you're ready, show me. So, like, I guess in the meantime, other guys are auditioning or, or whatever, and maybe they just couldn't yeah. cut it or whatever. And uh, so finally, man, I, it wasn't around till like, September where I'm finally back. And I probably didn't follow the doctor's orders to the best. No, I, was probably I bet like, you didn't. That's <laughs> right. Probably, you jumped the gun. Yeah, yeah. So, like... um yeah, I got to the point where like I I had to I like I was playing without this finger for a while, so I was like was like relearning the oh, instrument a little yes. bit. So I, I learned the stuff, right? Yeah. I tabbed all this. I tabbed it all. I transcribed it, and I think that that just kind of like left an impression on, on Colin. You know, like oh the, yes. Like, like this guy. Look at the work this guy. Yeah, this guy's putting in the work, right? So yeah. like, um, we set up an audition, right, with a live rehearsal. So I drove Good. up. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't even have to do any other videos, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I did those three raw ones. I broke my finger. I was, so I was like, all right, here we go. Here's my shot. And um, yeah, I drove up to Austin, met the other guys, and like, dude, it was like, as if we had just like been playing. Like I just jumped in, and like me being a fan of the band, like I already knew the songs. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, dude, it just felt so sick coming in, and like, oh, it was yeah. yeah. I nailed it, dude. Yes, I nailed the, the, the audition, <laughs> yeah. you know. Oh, and, hell uh, yeah! And um, yeah, got the gig right then and there, man. So like, that it's just a, it's ass. a cool story, man. And like anybody listening, you know, it's just like things can happen, but there are workarounds, and you don't give up. And if you have the passion there, you're gonna have the drive to overcome it and pull forward. And if you're confident, you're going to get it. Absolutely. Yeah. I love so, that. That is an amazing yeah. story, man. I didn't know about the broken finger. Yeah. That's just such, a, that's such an, yeah, a, a, another huge hurdle for you to dude. overcome right then. Yeah. At a moment where it's like, where, where you're feeling like, mm-hmm. hey, I got the gig. Oh, my God. Now I'm, I just lost my fingers. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to lose my chance. Somebody else is going to come around, take the gig, and there they go. Right. You know, it, it's it's a matter of timing a lot, a lot of times, especially when a band's putting the word out there yeah. and that has a history. Yeah. And it, 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 I can understand as a musician feeling that, that sense of urgency of, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my opportunity. Mm-hmm. God, why did you put this on my table? Why, why do I got to work this out like this? Uh, you know, it was already in the palm of my hands. Yeah. And now I've got to figure out a, a way to keep my foot in the door. Yeah. Uh, Keep good communications with Colin. Right. And take and, risks. Cause like yeah. I spent hours transcribing all that material. It wasn't like, oh, I'll just get on my computer and do it in five minutes. <laughs> like I yeah. put in hours doing that. So like even if I didn't get the gig, you know what? I, I didn't care. You know, I walked away with like with something. Like I learned how to I learned how to like Yeah, I, or you know, I learned how to get better at notating rhythm. You For know, real. Just getting yeah. you know better at something. So I kinda always tend to look at things through an optimistic lens you know and i just kind of think if you have that mentality you're gonna get it you're Apply gonna get it. you're gonna get yeah. somewhere i think it's you know? your, your, your your natural intellectual not, not logic is gonna keep the next mm-hmm. step going for you yeah you know what i mean you yeah, figure yeah. out a way you're gonna brainstorm you're gonna overcome right uh adapt yeah. improvise that's cool, man, that you you know, you have me on here because not many people know that story. Cause I didn't like go on social media and announce I didn't like, see it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really one to like, you know, 
Yeah, sometimes when I, when I have know? shit like that happen to me yeah. too, you know, like I got this this little finger here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever seen it. I never put it out there. Yeah, yeah. But this happened a year oh, wow. ago on uh, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I told Lori, I said, let's go for a bike ride. And I love going for bike rides because oh, yeah, I can jam yeah. and I yeah. get a little cardio and it's something I can do with that her. That is nice. Getting out there uh-huh. and enjoying a great day. And so... Yeah, I'm riding the bike, dude, and I hear a song that sounds like Nuclear Assault. Uh-huh. So I'm like, ooh, that sounds like new Nuclear Assault. So I pull my phone out, oh. and then we're coming up to, we're in the back streets around Cullen, coming mm-hmm. up to Alameda, and, and we're right at the T in the road. So I take a right turn on the curb, and I hit the I hit the curb. And when I go flying over the, over the handlebars, and I'm holding on to my phone so I don't break it. Yeah. And because I hold on to it, uh-huh. the tendon snaps wow. right there. And so yeah, it, I'd have to get it surgically fit. Uh, fixed to uh, mm-hmm. to get it again, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah, um, I've lived without it for a long time. And when I went to urgent care that okay, day, so it's been years. It's no, just the last year. Oh, on Christmas okay. Eve, and um, so I went to urgent care, mm-hmm. and the doctor goes, "Oh, you got one just like me. Check it out." <laughs> and his fingers like that. I was like, "Yeah." So how is it, bro? And he goes, "Dude, you're not even gonna, you're not gonna, you know, unless you play piano or something like that, where we really need that mm-hmm. finger." It's up to you. Have you tried like guitar? Does it? I haven't, dude. Oh. I'm on bass. I, I got myself a bass because over COVID, I kind of you yeah. know, let's learn new another another instrument. I got uh-huh. time. So, but yeah, I'm just using these first two fingers so okay. I can get by. Yeah. And me being a vocalist, mm-hmm. I can still get a good grip. Right. So it's like okay, I'm the show's still on the road. The show still goes on. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's just a story. You know, yeah, we yeah. have that, and I might have posted when I got bit by a pit bull. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Always yeah. put it out there. Right, because yeah, something yeah. Is, is personal to us. Yeah, just it was just kind of personal, and I think for me, like it was just like a mental hurdle that I for wanted real? to overcome, and um, so just I kept it within the close circle. But um, you know, I'm glad to tell that story, and and hopefully, maybe anyone listening that can inspire them not with just to go out and break your finger, but you know, just to keep <laughs> pushing. You know, like you know, work hard at your craft, and and you know, learn something new, and just take a risk. Great words of wisdom right there. Exactly. Yeah. You got to take a risk. Life is about risk. Yeah. And the more risk you take, the uh, the more excitement and more reward is on the end of the other side of that. That fear can be a bitch. Yeah. And fear is what usually holds us back. In my years now, I've, 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 I've realized, uh, you know, fear will hold you back from, from, from greatness, yeah. from, from being all you can be. Right. And you've just got to figure out a way to overcome it yeah. adapt and improvise Definitely. and uh, one way or another it can be done and somebody else has probably done it before you so if you're lucky <laughs> you might be inspired by somebody to yeah. give you the drive to make it work but yeah. that that story is, is is awesome man and look where it's got you yeah. you know what i mean you made it happen awesome man. it's incredible Hell so yeah. so tell me how the yeah. first gig went in houston Dude, with, the, with them right it was it was it was um man I'm just going to say it was fucking sick. <laughs> like yeah. it was fucking sick. <laughs> That's one way to describe it. Um you know, we rehearsed like quite a bit to get it to get it down and uh, yeah. every rehearsal was getting tighter and tighter. So like it just built built up and there was a lot of anticipation, you know, and I also hadn't played a show since February 2020. That was my last metal show with with Fall and then before COVID. We uh we opened for Tony McAlpine, and that was my last show of fall. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, and then I hadn't played a metal show, so I was, like, ready to get out there. There was, like, you know, f- 
people ready to see Vile come back because the band as a whole hadn't played like like I said in close to ten years. Yeah. So. Um, and you're co-headlining that show, right? Pyrexia With there Pyrexia, too. Pyrexia, yeah. yeah and there was yeah. a bunch of other, you know, awesome bands. Big it was, it was a big show. festival. Uh, you know, one of my heroes, Sean Whitaker, was there too. Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sean, dude. dude. So he was like freaking sick and. It was awesome. So the show as a whole was was just great, you know. Like, and it's funny to say this. Like, even jamming with Vile, like I still feel like a fan, you know. Because when I'm up there, it's hard not to get like, yeah. you know, smiley, you know, and because I'm like, man, playing these songs, you know, and yes. they're like so sick, and then like seeing people react to it, like mm-hmm. it's it's such a cool feeling, man. And, For and real, then, yes. And then all the other guys, just on a professional level. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody's just bringing it. Like everybody's done their their homework, or yeah, you know, we've rehearsed. Everyone's prepared. Yeah. Everyone's prepared. So like, man, yeah. Looking back, like watching the the video, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like it sounds cool, and like you know, the sound was great. You know, the venue was really cool. Uh, BFE Rock Club in Houston. I've yeah, never been there. Me neither. I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Pretty it's cool. Such huh? a cool place, man. It's pretty big, and the layout is cool. Like you know. They got a good area, like, on the side of the bar for, like, all the merch and stuff. And then, like, the stage area is real nice. A good open area with a nice... And they have, like, a kind of, like, a little back area, like, before you get on stage. So, like, you can warm up. with a, There's, like, a couch. So, like... Very cool, yeah. You feel very comfortable, like, like going up. It's not, like, cold, like, where you're, like, having to just go up, right. you know? Because <laughs> I like having a good warm-up, you know, before I get on stage. So, I was able to do that there. and That's tight. And feel good, so... Yeah, and then of course you know the first show like you watch the video and you I feel like kind of like a like an NFL coach I'm like there like making yeah, notes critiquing like it. Yeah, yeah yeah and then I think because if you don't do that you're not gonna get better yeah if you're okay with where you're at you're not gonna progress man mm-hmm. there's always something you know and and yeah. uh, you know every, everybody can tell you oh it's killer and I didn't see that you know but but they don't know you know they're not playing it or like you know yes. so you see. And, and maybe I'm just like a harsh critic, but no, but you understand. It's you that, taking right? pride in your craft, exactly. Like, and you look around. So, like, as a band, we're able to kind of like discuss, and so that way we can get better for the next show. Yeah, you know. And, and you know, with with with, with Colin and, and having the history of the band like that, right. And and you having the integrity of yeah. wanting to get it, you know, right, yeah. dude. That, yeah, that yeah. I know that makes him feel like, hey, I got the right guy. Right. Yeah. He's the yeah. he's the guy I needed for this, and it's, it's funny cool. how your worlds came together, dude. You know, is, Texas yeah. brought you all together. It really you know? did, man. <laughs> and like um, the even the the vile story is pretty crazy because like um, we talked about my first metal show, but my first death metal show set me into a another they were level. there, right? Yeah, yeah. With cannibal, with exhumed. cannibal, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Cannibal hypocrisy, exhumed, hypocrisy too, and yeah. vile open, right? So I had never heard them, and I was getting into death metal. Yeah, and um, yeah. I saw Vile open up, and I had never heard brutal death metal, oh, which yeah. is like a you know the sub genre right there. For real, yep. it's just like heavier, lower tune. They they tune to B flat, you know. Oh yeah. So it's just like heavy, mm-hmm. and then like intense blast beats, double bass. You know, I had never heard that. Like Cannibal's brutal, you know. Yeah. But. You know, I had never heard <laughs> Vile. Right, you know? they wanted to even get more extreme. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, like, dude, that just, that just blew me away. So that's just like a cool experience because, so like, cool. I went I went down that rabbit hole of discovering all the the heavier bands that I still you know cherish and yeah. and go back to and, and still love because 
because being a metal fan, you you still seek more, man. New, you, right. you look at the bands. What are they doing? What are their new things? But then that branches out into newer bands. So it's like yeah. it's endless. And I'm always curious. Yeah. And I and and I know there's so much out there that you mm-hmm. know over the over as, as I've been doing this for so long as as me being a fan of metal that the genres and the amount of bands that are out there. I'll never hear them all. Yeah, I know. I'll never hear them all. Right. I feel like I'm kind of cheated because yeah. because of that. Because uh-huh. uh, at least Spotify is there, and you know right. what I like about those kind of those music platforms yes. is you 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 tend to always get some kind of reminders of, about the ones you follow a lot or listen yeah. to a lot. Great so discovery that, tools. Yes, big time, man. So it really keeps me, it helps me uh, stay involved and, and kind of up to date. Right, and, and and I get surprised when I see a band that hadn't been out been around for like ten years. Hey, new material coming out for this. Check it out. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, damn. Hey, all right, I'm gonna check this shit <laughs> right. out. And it really makes it brightens up your day. It gives you something mm-hmm. fresh because as a metalhead, you know, uh, we always want some. We always want the next the next badass riff, yeah. the next the next brutal voice, uh, the next the next band that just really fucking makes you go fuck yeah yeah. You know, Definitely. and, and it, you know whether it's death, uh, classic metal, mm-hmm. um, whatever genre it is, it just kind of gets you. Yeah, you know, and and that's what I, and growing up as a kid, uh, you know, I, I was a little close-minded around my punk years, uh, just really just being, um, putting myself in a spot where I wasn't open-minded to so much other good music that was out there, mm-hmm. and as I just um, really when I started getting into into metal that uh, the the gates were open and I kind of enjoyed everything. Yeah. And then as I got better in, into high school, like around 88, uh, right before I graduated in 89, that's when I really started delving into uh, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, you know, okay. the other guys. And, like, yeah. What makes them the fucking, the, uh-huh. one of the best bands the of goats. all time? Yeah. Yes, exactly, right. bro. Because I want to write a song like that. Yeah. I want to write a hit that's going to yeah. always be remembered. Right. You know, uh, Metallica will always have the Black Album. Yeah. And that's gonna be like, the that's album, like the pinnacle, yeah. you know. It's just like the biggest yeah. and the best, and and they may never record another one like that where they spend a year in the studio doing it in that same kind of fashion, bringing who they, you know, a band, you know, when they do a CD, it's just kind of like a, uh, a, a photo of where they at, where they are at the end of career. At that time, yeah, at that yeah. time, it's cool, right? You know what I mean? It is yeah, really yeah. cool. It captures that moment, right? And. Just that headspace too, like man, what were they thinking around that? For thing? real, that's so cool. Yeah, and and, and it's 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 timeless. It's it really is. timeless, man. It really is, man. That that's great. Yeah, you know, like discovering all the new bands is is great and cool. But you know, it's awesome. Like when you put on the classics, and yeah. like they never get old. You know, they what don't I mean? get old, right? Never. They feel good. Yeah, they feel so damn good. That's what I love about it for sure. So I gotta ask you, your dad uh-huh. took you to that Cannibal Corpse show, he right? Did, man. Was he metalhead? So or was he just more of a abs- supportive dad? My or did, dad was a little bit of both. Was just a hundred percent supporter. Wow. Like, like I said, like I'm super thankful for my my parents. You know, yeah, they've always been supportive. They were never like, like no, that that music's like the devil's music, or like <laughs> no, you can't listen to that, like. Man, my dad would take me to school like in middle, like in high school, and then the car I'd put on Cannibal Corpse, you know, and we'd be like driving to Carol and like listening to it like in the car, and like <laughs> he was always like cool with it, like, and he was never like, "Why do you like this?" or like, "I don't know about those lyrics," you know. So 
No, man. Like, he was always supportive. And, like, he took me and my friends to that show and many others. Yeah. And he would, like, drive us. And, like, he would just, like, go hang out. I have, you know, an uncle in Austin, so he'd get to, like, see his brother and stuff. Or he'll take us to Houston. And my dad was just always such a, a supporter. Is still. That's, that's amazing, you know? man. You right? Know, I, I, I came from the other from the other realm where it's like, hey, that's devil music. Yeah, I don't want you know. What are you doing? You're wasting your time with that. And so, man, it's it, it's it's a it's a game changer yeah. when you get that parental support behind right. you, man. And and, and, and look yeah. where it's taking you. And, and I know, a, man. What an amazing person that 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 all that that great raising has has uh, has uh, paid off. And you better give it to to Kalista, and I know oh, you will, man. man. I know it's right yeah. there. You know, it's just already, yeah. What like, you are, yeah, yeah. We bought like one of those like you know womb devices where she can listen to the music while she was oh, in wow. mom's womb. Yeah, and her, her first album was Dream Theater, Images and Words. You know, we like <laughs> that is unreal, to that. bro. She listened wow. to that whole thing. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because like I feel like subconsciously like she's aware of that you know yes like i'll be like listening that i'll be listening to it or like practicing you know like some dream theater and like it's like she gets excited she gets excited about guitar and music and you know and at our house we listen to like all kinds of stuff so of course like we like a lot of the super simple songs that's like the the brand that she likes that on youtube where they've got all like the subs and we listen to that and then like some of my stuff will come on, and we call it dad's music. And yes. so, like, she she headbangs, <laughs> and, like, she likes it. So, like, oh, yeah. yeah. We're, like, the way I see it is, like, I don't want to push guitar on her. Like, like, like you're going to do this. You're going to play it. But, like, I want her to, you know, just like my parents did, you know, allow me to explore options and, and get into what I'm into. So, like, yeah. you know, just try different things. If she likes music, okay. If she doesn't. That's fine, you know, like maybe she'll like, you know, vocals or maybe she'll like, you know, swimming or something or just like, you know, whatever she's into. Like, but back to what you said, no, 100% like support, support. Like, I'm I'm, I'm always there. Like, I'm super proud, man. Like the moment I became a dad, like here we are talking about metal and guitar, but honestly, like that is the most proud moment of my entire life. Like a switch just went off in me. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, prior to becoming a dad, like, you know, I had like books and stuff and I'm like, you're trying to read and like, you know, oh my God, the diapers and the bottle and, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, but like, honestly, expect. like all that just went out the window, man. Cause like the moment she was born, the switch just went off and I feel like I just went into dad mode, man. Yeah. And holding that little finger, you oh, know, I still yeah. have that lasting memory, dude. I'll never, ever forget that. And I'm, I'm very thankful that I. That I have this in my life, you know, and, you know, I get to enjoy all these moments with her. and For real, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, and and myself, you know, like, I feel like, you know, even though, you know, I'm, you know, an adult, like, I still have the, you know, the kid in me, man. Like, I love, you know, you know, playing and, you know, listening to music and then, like, the cartoons. I look forward to all that. And then, like, you know, it takes me back... Like to the the nostalgia too, like all the stuff I grew up with, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna introduce her to, to these shows. And For like real, this, yeah, you know, right? Yes. And like just sharing that, I'm. I'm it's like just you're reliving your, your reliving childhood it, again, right? man. You know, 
And I can't wait to go to Disney and all that. And like, you know, I just <laughs> yes. love all that stuff, you know? Yeah. So man. like being a dad is just the, it's the greatest joy, man. Like I it would sure drop is. anything in a heartbeat. Like if it's like, if it came down to it, yeah, all the guitars, all it's got to go. Like, you know, she's my number one. Yes. You know? My family is it. I, I love, love it, it, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, <laughs> I, and I know that about you. I, I've seen your posts and, yeah. and, and you're so blessed. You're so blessed. And, and just, Keep sharing it with the world. Yeah. We need that kind of positivity. We need that yeah. love around us, man. And uh, you're just uh, amazing talent, bro. Amazing talent. Let Thanks me keep so on much, going man. into more of that talent, all right? <laughs> Thanks, man. So tell me, um, how did the gig come about you joining the Corpus Christi Symphony? Yeah. Thanks for asking about that, man, because I feel like um, that I'm very proud of that, too. Absolutely. So, That's great. Um, in my study at the university, I made connections with Michael Pettis, who uh, he did like some fill-in work at the time. He would like, you know, play accompaniment on the piano okay. and stuff. So he ended up becoming the musical director at the Harbor Playhouse. Wow. And so, um, man, maybe around like 2012, it might have been earlier, I did my first show with him at the Harbor Playhouse, and it was Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 yeah. musical. Yeah. Right? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he called me <laughs> up. He was like, hey, um, you know, I know you play guitar. Is this something you'd be interested in? And I had all the re- the music reading chops from school. So like, I was like, yeah, man, this is great. Because I saw it as like a way to become more versatile. Yeah. You know? Like, I yep. don't want to just play metal, but like, there's some takeaways here. Like, I can For learn real. some cool licks, some cool chords, you know, some awesome progressions and stuff like that. So I did my first show there. And from there, man, I've done... Plenty of I I can't even name them all because I've forgotten a lot of them. But I've done several Damn. musicals with yeah. the Harbor Playhouse and him, and at A and M Corpus Christi at Del Mar, and so I built that resume of like, okay, this guy can play, like he can read sheet music, and he yeah. can come in and do a gig. So when it came down to the the Corpus Christi Symphony, um, Michael was doing that gig too because the the. You should see like the the amount of talent on stage and and they got like you know the the percussion the strings you know the 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 wind the woodwind section and yeah. and so they got everything they so got Michael was all. playing piano but the Disney show called for an electric guitar yeah so um Michael actually recommended me to the Corpus Christi Symphony awesome. since I'd done all the shows with him I built that resume so like hey they called me and like. You know, we got re- your recommend. We got recommend. Ah, we got uh, suggested that you should do this show. Would you be interested? And um, so I said, Yeah, absolutely. One, I love Disney. For real, yeah. I love Disney. I love uh-huh. the music, and this is going to be a, an awesome opportunity. So, um, yeah, that was super cool. Very that, cool. Yeah, yeah. And those kind of things are a little uh, interesting because it's like talk about like so many people on stage <laughs> and if yeah. like if you're out of key or you're out of tune or <laughs> you're gonna stand out yeah but, and it's not like yeah. we're gonna be rehearsing for months mm-hmm. it literally was um it was just two rehearsals in the, and then the show bam yeah okay. like they gave me the music like maybe a month in advance and like they're like all right here it is you learn it and then you just it's kind of like that thing you show up to the show you know your parts and, and if you, you if you don't you're gonna be an embarrassment so right. <laughs> yeah, yeah so get your job right right right. so <laughs> yeah doing those rehearsals and that was just a, such a fun show 
Um, I hope to do more. I hope they bring that Disney show back because yeah. it was so cool to see like the kids involved. Yeah, because like, they had singers too. I saw that, right? dude. That's a, yeah. that's awesome. They, they made were, a real package. They went right. along with the with the animated the yeah. video in the background. So they went full out. It was yeah. like an awesome production, and they brought the kids to the front state, like to the front. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and just seeing like all their faces and their joy, that kind of like gets you going in your adrenaline too to just have fun and enjoy the the performance. So I was big thinking, time, you know. And of course, I'm thinking about my daughter. Like, oh, I can't wait till. She's of the age to she be able come to watch Dad. enjoy these shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, that was such a cool opportunity. And and the music is all the classics, Lion King, Little Mermaid, and all that stuff. I love it, man. I love it too, man. <laughs> yeah, here we go. From the most brutal death metal to, <laughs> to Under the Sea. You know, exactly, from the Little Mermaid. Bro. Yeah. Hey, well, it just And all in between, you know, like. I love it all, man. So I'm, yes, very well said. You love it all, man. <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna do it all. Yeah. Invite yeah. you know, hey, offers out there. You know, Dan, Daniel can do it all. So yeah. please reach out for him. You know his resume. <laughs> We're talking about it right here tonight. So please hit him up because uh, um, you'd be so very blessed and lucky to have him in your crew. All right, that's gonna conclude this episode of the Tony Gomez Show and part one of my interview with Daniel Benavides of the band Vile. Thank you so much for listening today. Please leave me any questions or comments you may have at the Tony Gomez Show. And remember, you're the master of your own destiny and the creator of your own future. Go out there and kick some ass and keep grinding, my friends. See you at the show. I got one more bonus track for you today. This one is coming off of Falls, the Dreamer of Tragedy EP. This one is called Longing Spirits.